you guys welcome to the show here thank you for joining us on another episode of an earful in the emerald city thanks you guys for being here you guys maybe maybe you guys are riding your bike right now i mean who knows you know you gotta get out there there's we're still getting a little bit of uh nice fall weather you know before it gets too ugly out there but thank you guys for being here we appreciate it got a good show for you today good guest you know this this guy Every time I think I got him figured out, he pulls something that I don't see coming, and I gotta completely reevaluate who this guy is and what he stands for. You know, he just—he's always sweeping the rug out from under me. Right when I think I got him figured out, but uh, you know, it's a pretty smart move. He's a smart guy, very funny guy. Uh, back again to the show, Mister Joseph Greenhauer joining me today on the podcast um you know you guys saw uh we'll be doing a little bike talk here and let me tell you that guy has some views he has some very stern but fair views when it comes to uh the old bikes there so thank you guys uh for being here though hope you guys enjoy my time with mr me joe greenhouse Um, so you yeah, there. so it's the DOL, it's not the, it's not one of those DOL, like, you know, the state one run one where you, you take the number and, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like DOL bingo, where it's, you take a ticket and it's got a, a letter and a number on it and you, you're supposed to go to a certain set of windows for a certain, you know, type of thing if you're renewing a license or whatever. This is one of those thing I went to is one of these, um offices it's like a you know contracted office and they just like renew the tabs oh, yeah, on your okay. car and your boat and stuff okay it's in a, it's the one it's close to here you know it's in the right aid yeah you go into a right aid and in the back there's a dol office where they renew your tabs and stuff oh yeah i think i've been to that one actually yeah, yeah. it's on uh, i like them they're there i think that office is pretty fast they always get me i go during the week during the day but i never have a, a big a big wait when i'm there yeah yeah they do hammer through them pretty quickly there and the guy gave me the right number. This is the other thing. You call up the anybody on any. Just look up a number on the internet. Because let's say you have a problem with the DOL and you want to talk to somebody. Who are you going to talk to? You don't know, yeah. right? It's a big organization. So like you, you know, you like Google. You know, who do I talk to at the DOL? Find a number and just start going down the rabbit hole till you get to the right person. Right? Isn't that what you do? What do you do? I guess so. Yeah. I guess you go to the website and you, you know. You can try to find your problem, but this was a problem that was like I did the thing the website said to do, 
and then I had the problem, right? See, see, that's the problem with dealing with these agencies is, yeah, you can go in there one time and they're like, yeah, you need this, you need this, you got to have this and have this. And you're like, fuck, that's okay, okay, all right, I'll be back next week. I'll, I'll be back. You go and get all that shit that they need. You come, you talk to a different person like, Oh no, you don't need any of that. You just need this one thing that you don't right, have you, now. Let me just push this little yellow button. Boop, and you're like it goes if, green. Do like, you guys even talk to each other ever? Right. Do you guys even communicate? Oh man, I think you know that's bureaucracy, but it's it's um, it's frustrating when you you know I'm getting pulled over by the police. You know, like <laughs> the police are pulling me over because of this problem. You and, appear to be a criminal. Well, you know, the first guy was like, "Do you know your tabs are expired?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do. I got the here's this pile of papers." One of the papers was a receipt, you know, that said I paid for the, the tickets. So, you know, I'm like, look, they won't give me the tabs. This is the one that the guy gave me. He said he, why he wouldn't give me the tabs. And this is the one that the other guy gave me that says that this is, you know, paid for before I even went to that guy. And uh, and so, you know, I got I got a little frustrated. But the, the guy, the police officer ended up being nice, you know. Uh, and, and then I, the second time I got pulled over, he wasn't so nice. <laughs> and I had to, I had to, I had to talk. What that the, the nice guy was the highway cop, and then the city cop was really like, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was not nice. He let me go too eventually, but he, he definitely, you know, gave me what for. It's not my, it's not my fault. I've been trying to, you know, fix this problem. It's not, yeah. I'm in compliance, you know. Well, if you got the receipts, I mean, come on. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You guys are just trying to extort me here. Well, there's the law, and then there's me. the spirit of the law. I'm trying to comply. It's a system that's broken, you know. And I think that's what a lot of people are feeling now with the police. You know, I think, uh, I think that's the issue a lot of pe- people have. You know, is that. Uh, when you even when you're trying to be in compliance, then you know. I think a lot of cops are like you know it's getting so militarized. A lot of cops are ex-military and and they're getting tanks and stuff now. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, well, and you, but you said at least you you were in compliance. You know, you did your best. I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect, but uh, well, the they, cop they, they had me, a little bit of compassion dude, for you. The guy was like, you know, you, you this is not legal to drive on the street. And I'm like, come on, man. It's just like the sticker is up, and it's not my fault. It's the state's fault. It's not that it's unsafe. It's you know, and I'm yeah. trying to debate with the <laughs> no, cop. Nobody's life's stupid, in danger because of this. You know, and <laughs> and he's like, you got to get this three day permit. And then I asked a guy about it at the at the DOL and it's a $30 permit. So I'm supposed to pay the, for this $30 permit to drive the car. That's, you to know, fix their fuck up. It's there. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> ticket wasn't even that much, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It is. But... I feel like, you know, you see that movie Brazil. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. Uh-uh. Oh, you should see that movie. It's a, um, it's a, it's, it's a, Oh shoot. I'm not going to, anybody who's seen it's going to say I'm not describing it right, but, it's a movie that it has a lot to do with like bureaucracy, and um, it's Terry Gilliam, so it's very cartoony. It's got like a cartoony vibe to it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a live action movie, but there's a uh, there's like a, a, an absurdity to it. Again, I'm not I'm not describing it right. Yeah, it's it's like how do you describe what's special about the Mona Lisa? It's like, hey, she's sitting there, and uh, you know, she looks like she might be smiling, but uh, <laughs> she's, kind she's of not really uh, smiling. And you know, it's weird. She's she mysterious. seems wholesome. Yeah, there's mountains. I don't know. Somebody said it was famous. The problem with the bureaucracies, especially like the DOL and shit like we're talking, is they they have no incentive to provide good customer service and or be efficient. 
they have no incentive for that, and that's why. Well, like some saying, of them take pride in their work, but yeah, and there's, there's no them. incentive. You're I mean, right. like you said, you come in and you pick the number, and it's like a bingo game, and there's like four different codes. There's like the triple digit numbers. There's triple right. digit with a B. Right. There's single digit, and you're, you're like, why can't we just have one list of numbers? It's one, just one list of numbers, and it's and then you, depending on your issue, you go to the certain window. Once your it's your turn. It's, well, oh I think God. that's what they're doing with that color, with that number coded, you know, letter coded system is they're trying to get you to go to a certain window that's got the tools to fix that. You always end up at the wrong window anyway because you're yeah. making people who don't know what the what the choices really are make the choice at the beginning. Yeah. Like, are you here to renew your tabs? Are you here to fix your driver's license? What do you, you know, are you here to do any of these things? And you might even be there to do more than one thing. Yeah. You know, and then and then you're really screwed. Then, like, oh, that could be an all day project. Yeah. I'm here about my boat also. Shit. You know, <laughs> because, uh, you know, all the boats have uh, all the boats that come in and out of Seattle have to have like the, you know, the state, the state permit sticker or whatever. Yeah. Well, and now, too, like if you're going to even drive a boat around just on like Washington or whatever, you got to have uh, uh, it's a, like a license. It's basically like your boating license. You got to renew it like every year or something, I think. And it's like 30 oh. or 40 bucks. Do you have to pass the thing with like the signs? And the, <sighs> I, think, I think that's a, probably a good idea because there's boating accidents every year. And in a lot of them, like especially if it's people drinking on 4th of July or whatever, uh-huh. they they renew the tabs for the boats in, uh, in, in this area in June. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they do this elsewhere, but it seems like a really smart time to do it because... And then on Fourth of July, anybody who's, you know, you can you if you're if you're the cops and you're trying to patrol on Fourth of July, anybody who's got June tabs from the year before, they're expired. Yeah, that's true. So it's you know, and that's kind of the kickoff of summer, yeah, especially when it could talk about boating. Well, season. and there's a lot of drunks, and that's when all the accidents yeah, happen. Yeah. And you ever hear you know people dying in a boating accident? It's because they were going real fast and they were drunk. Yeah, and those things don't have seatbelts or anything. You just yeah. fly out of the boat. You just get launched. Yeah. Well, hopefully you fly out of the boat. Hopefully you don't fly into a sharper part of yeah, the boat. part of the boat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're right. That's crazy. And but what if they did plan it that way? What if it was like because June around here kind of sucks anyway? Like it's never really that nice in June, so you're well, not gonna get year, out. It's getting, it's changing, man. It's weird. Yeah, you know, it's the weather's not what it was, but no, but but the weather's never static though. You know, the, the weather's always kind of crazy. I mean, even this year, yeah, you're right. We kind of we did get a little bit of a, a Native American summer. You know, I mean, it got it stayed pretty nice even into October. Well, and it was this also year. it was kind of. It was a summer wasn't really like it wasn't like an ugly summer because all the ash. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like a nice, yeah, nice summer. We you didn't know? really get to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, you can't go outside and the air quality is terrible and yeah, you know that's a real bummer. Yeah, but but as soon as it started raining, all those I don't there's no more fires, right? Is there's I I haven't heard it. around here. I know there's the California stuff going on. That's real sad. Yeah, but um. But we had in the Northwest, there was a couple of weekends where, like, on the news, they showed the wildfires, and it was just, like, all over the map. Yeah. The whole Northwest was on fire. Yeah, well, when we were getting hit from all sides. Yeah, there was fires in Oregon, there was fires in, in uh, Vancouver, in and we had yeah. some here out there in Wenatchee. Some, and, yeah, so it was just, like, a trip. In fact, I know, I, I, what is up, the weather has been crazy, you know, like, we had the hurricanes, I mean, I... I feel like it's been quiet for a while, and so we just kind of got hit with them early on in the season. But uh, you get that, you get the wildfires, you know, flooding. Time to and start stuff. driving these electric cars, man. You know, like <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe all that's it. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, it definitely could be. But uh, I think, I think at this point, um, you know, like when I'm driving down the freeway and and it's traffic, and I look around at like how many cars there are, 
and they're all just going 10 miles an hour just, mm-hmm. just spitting those fumes out yeah. and um and we do it every day and there's streets like that everywhere and in this country like the, and the world everywhere in the, yeah, world. in the world really yeah you know there's places where there's maybe not as many people or not as many cars but in the places where there's people oh my gosh there's yeah. a lot of cars I mean, you can be on the road with like five thousand other people when you're How going cars, down to Seattle. There's got to be more than a billion cars like running on this planet a day. Uh, probably, yeah, more than at a the, billion at this point. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, and that's a lot. That's a that's you know that's nine zeros, son. That's a lot of cars. I can't believe how we keep having fuel to put into these damn things. That's what's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, how, it, how big are these lakes of oil that we're mining and getting into? Like that is just it can't be that big. That's a lot of people drinking from the well. Yeah, and it it's is. not like the oil just keeps you know and people are drinking made. gallons a week, gallons a week, gallons you know? and gallons. Well, you know, like like they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be cranking out these electric cars pretty soon in a pretty rapid number because I read that uh, China's gonna require all the cars be electric by like twenty twenty two or something. Not good them if anybody needs not them, a yeah. long time. I don't know what the date was, but it's yeah. not that far out. I know all the major car companies here recently have made. Um, kind of like a pact, you know, or a promise that they're going to transition and start focusing on. Uh, I think they're going to have to. I think the writing's on the wall. Y- yeah, and they've dis- they've discussed that. You know, they're going to have more models. They're going to exit. But you had like the Chevy Volt, which you know is a pretty good car. I mean, aesthetically, yeah, it looked all right. I'd say it was. You know, if a Prius is a seven on the look scale, I'd say this was a seven and a half. But uh, I drive that was a Prius, ex- man. I don't care if my car's ugly, though. <laughs> well, I'm saving money on gas. Exactly. That's not what you're in it for. You yeah, know? you're not in you for know, for a cool cool I ride. Was, I bought it because it had great gas mileage. Yeah, and I've purchased cars like that too. And and honestly, I was very happy with them. You know, it did its job. I mean, that's what you got it for. But those cars were kind of expensive, so. I mean, that's one of those things where as more people focus on it and as more people embrace it, they'll work on it. The technology will get a little bit better and they'll fine tune it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know? So it's, it's going to take a little bit of time, but they'll get it. They'll get it done pretty quick. Well, Elon Musk gave away a bunch of his patents. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah, just gave them away. Yeah, and somebody will see that and they'll work off and they'll say, "Oh, you know what? If we just tweak this one little thing right here, we can actually do it a lot more." Fi-. And then, boom, there you go. And that's how innovation it starts. Kickstarts an industry. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, that needs to go that way. I mean, we yeah. don't really have many choices as no. species. You know, and, humans are going to have to find another way to get around. Yeah. No. And and I agree with that. Just be for the the fact of our um, own security. You know, our, our security as a country. I mean, you know, the less the less we have to rely on resource a finite resources. Yeah, I and think I that's think a just defensive actually, thing for you us. Know, it, it's weird, but uh, you think about all the wars fought for oil. Yeah, exactly. And then if we stop using the oil, that's a whole lot of war that just goes away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah, I mean, it's like a security thing more than anything for us because because you know, as far as the whole, we won't have to get in the whole. Thing deal but as far as the whole global warming thing i mean it'd be good to be putting less bullshit into the air that's for sure i don't know if that's going to necessarily stop global warming you know but uh it would definitely be good again for air quality and our own security and there's just a lot of factors that you can't avoid at this point oh at this point it's a it's a runaway freight train i think i think with this you know pretty soon they're gonna have to like there's gonna be like some kind of facility i bet before by, by the time you know uh our generation are, are, are old. Uh, I think that there's going to be a you know machine somewhere. That's a giant machine that just 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 a giant air filter, uh-huh. and it's just like you know they're going to have these big. And it's probably going to just take a shitload of energy. There'll be like a nuclear reactor under this thing, and it's just its whole job is just going to be to like make the air breathable on Earth. Yeah, you know. But it's yeah, man. I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. I was reading about these Siberian 
uh, pits. Like there's these, n- now that it's getting warmer, there's these holes in Siberia. And I guess like it, it's permafrosted, but then when it warms up, all that bacteria that's there that was frozen starts to de- decay. And as it decays, it gets warm, right? And then it warms up the bacteria next to it, and that decays, and it starts this chain reaction. So then you get these these pits of decaying bacteria, and because they were frozen before, and it's layers and layers of this frozen stuff, as it warms up, it kind of melts, and all the stuff decays and sinks into a big, big you know, stinky sinkhole. Yeah, and it just turns into, like, the tar sands, probably. Yeah, and it releases methane, which is, yeah. like... You know, a thing for you know for more global warming. Yeah, right. So that's, that's the bad. No, that's the bad one. That's yeah. the bad one. Like that really does intensely add to um, the greenhouse effect. But another thing that too is uh, is our meat consumption. You know. Oh and yeah, cow farts. Yeah. I never thought it was real. Like, I mean, gigantic herds, gigantic herds of cows just farting all day because they're just constantly eating. They're just constantly making more room for yeah, the next stuff they're going to put in. Friend of mine was working on a thing where they um. They they were building a facility to to hold all the cows in before they butcher them, uh-huh. right? At like the at the slaughterhouse, basically. Yeah. But uh, this facility was supposed to uh, keep take all the cow farts uh, out of the air, you know, and they and it was supposed to like um, somehow harvest the methane. Um, well, it just turns it into a fuel, and you use that fuel right. To... And then it had a generator that ran the facility. Yeah. That was like the design of this thing that this friend of mine. I can't. I'm saying it wrong. I know he. There was something about it though. I'm sure it is. It lights a flame, and the flame is heating something that boils, and that boiling turns, uh, you know, turns some kind of turbine, and that creates energy. I'm sure something like that. But they had a uh, they had a whole high tech facility. These guys were trying to build to yeah. you know catch these cow farts. And, and honestly, and this is the kind of stuff like, you know, you hear a lot of pretty dire predictions, you know, doom and gloom stuff when it comes to the environment. But oh, I make them. <laughs> I make my own dire predictions. <laughs> You've had a couple cover you. But uh, I feel like, you know, innovation like this is what will end up solving these problems for us, you know, and like. And we have all the answers already. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. The human rate, we have all the answers to all of our problems already. Like, you know, they talk about all the homeless people in America. What, you know, what are we going to do with all the homeless people? Do you have any, I, I, I mean, does anybody have any idea how many vacant homes there are in America? There's more vacant homes than there are homeless people. So nobody wants to let them live in them, you know? Yeah. And it's just crazy. Like, the whole thing is, you know, everything, all the problems we have, the solutions are already here. It's just about us getting our shit together. Yeah. It really we just got to kind of line everything up. But well, humans have the answers. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the beauty of us as a species is how adaptable we can be. You know, I mean, that's how we've gotten here. I mean, we survived ice ages in the past, which, you know, global warming, not a good thing, or climate change, whatever you want to call it. But global cooling that's a hell of a lot worse than that and the people who had to survive that back in the day they didn't even have regular tools really to survive that you know they had to invent clothing uh acquired from animal hides right to survive that ice age yeah that's kind of crazy i mean that just shows how adaptable we are you know you get a little bone you get a little pointy bone and you start stitching it you know with hair or whatever the i mean just insane i mean that just shows you though that you're right. We we have all the answers here. We just got to put them together, and we just got to uh, implement them in the right ways. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, if they just put um, a solar panel and a water recycler, here we are back on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> in a little greenhouse. 
That shows the passion. How come every time I come here, we end up talking about my, my, my hope for the future with the little greenhouse and solar panels on a water recycle? It just seems so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always coming up. Everyone's always trying to come up with some new shit to, like, you know, this is some gimmicky thing to, like, save the save the planet, you know, make you ride the bus more, ride a bike, you know. Oh. <laughs> right? Like, there's always something, like, <laughs> they're trying to get you to do, like... It's not going to be like the Jetsons where you just stand on a little thing and it, it takes you there. But these uh, the segways are kind of like that, man. You stand on a... I see people zipping up and down Capitol Hill all the time on these segways. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know, I know it's a hill, but <laughs> let's, you know... Dude, I, I, that, see, that's one of those things, the segways or the uh, the hoverboards... I gotta tell you, at first I was like, "This is fucking bull." What are you, like I was like, "You like what? What are you doing? You're just walk. You could be walking right now, you right. fat ass. What are you doing?" But I see him now, though. I see like the the one wheel ones, you know, the skinnier ones that yeah. don't have such a profile. Mm-hmm. And I see people buzzing around on that. I'm like, "Yeah, they look like um, um, who's the guy from Ducktales? Robo Duck? <sighs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, dude, I see them buzzing around though, and I'm just like. Man, Gizmo, that is, Gizmo Duck, wasn't that? That thing? is pretty fucking cool. That is it pretty is, cool. man. It's and like, you're cruising around, and that thing has a lo- small profile. It's like this, you know, so you can weave in and out of people. If you fold the the uh, the stands in somehow, you could put it in a backpack. Uh huh. I yeah. mean, you and, know. And what if you what if you're to go to work? It's just like you know, it'd be like a 20, 25 minute walk. You're like, okay, well, I get this thing. I'm gonna cut that in half. Well, and I think for people like you know, I think for, there's like a lot of places like some cities, New York and whatnot. People will walk out of their apartment and they'll get in a cab and they'll take a cab like 20 bucks, yeah. you know, because it's maybe, maybe they're not by a subway or, you know, they're not going to walk 20 blocks. They got their nice clothes on or whatever, you know, like you just stand on one of these things, zip out 20 blocks, yeah. you know, yeah, because you're going the same pace as like, as if you were running. Exactly. And, and especially if it was like, there was no traffic lights, you just had lanes that just... Yeah, you know, flow that way. Yeah, and like you said, you're running, and think of how quick you could get somewhere that's a, a couple of blocks away if you ran the entire time. Yeah, but you don't want to sweat and get well, all nasty, no, and especially if you're going to work. I mean, I see right. guys they're wearing ties and they're they're fucking riding their little. I'm like, damn, this guy's pretty hip. I gotta say. Yeah, especially if you had some like little booties or something to like cover up your nice shoes and your and the lower part of your pants. Because in Seattle, you're gonna get muddy. Like those things. That's are, true. That's probably got. You're gonna get to work, bit, uh, and you're gonna look like you had diarrhea from kicking up all the oh mud God. right up on your own ass. That's true. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to. It's gonna be. You're gonna need like riding clothes. You know, even though you're just using a Segway, you got to have the riding uniform. Yeah, have the reflectors on it. There's. I. I do figure all that stuff out though. Yeah, but that is kind of like a step towards the Jetsons, you do. It's like you don't. You don't have, yeah, it's you close. Don't, you don't have to walk anymore. You don't have to walk. Just jump on this little. This little robot will take you there. Pretty soon, you'll just sit on a thing that's like um, it's like a lawn chair. You just kind of sit like this, you know, like <laughs> yeah, with your arms kind of floating up, leaning back. It's like, the, just, it's like an incumbent bike that's actually maneuverable. This just floats to where you want. <laughs> and it operates like tele, telepathically, so you don't even have to move your arms to, to drive it. It's the laziest. It's the laziest. where you want to go. Right. <laughs> it you reads think, your brainwaves. You just think where you want to go. Oh, God. Is it going to be able to support our massive weight from becoming fat asses, though? Or uh, it could go the other way. I think everybody could be just skin and bones because people are too lazy to eat. That's true. It's like almost we've decided that it's futile. It's for well, you know the aliens, people. You know the alien with like the gray alien with the almond shaped eyes. Yeah. He's got the triangle head. You know the little mouth. I don't think those are aliens at all. 
I think those are humans from the future. We've gone too far with with everything. Like now, like in the future, like we just we just clone. People don't have sex anymore. There's no genitalia. There's um, people. They have mouths, but they don't really even like use them because they think telepathically, right? And then people don't eat except for maybe like a little bitty pill, and they probably poop like once every ten thousand years. Yeah, you know, it's an event, uh-huh. right? <laughs> And and otherwise they're just like they just float around on their little things. And when you see them, you always see them like in the movies wearing suits, right? Yeah, yeah. Those suits are to help them move because their bodies don't work anymore. They're so frail inside. It's the suit that moves, uh-huh. and it just operates on mind power. That's true. Or we could get it to be like uh, like Men in Black, you know, with the little tiny alien. And yeah, you just what you need as a person becomes so focused and so minute. You just need that little tiny creature. Yeah, it has a, a huge brain or a good brain, giant brain, and these frail little body. Yeah, and then you just get a little robot to get yourself around in, you know, right? And then once in a, when a generation, one is born, it's like like slightly closer to what we perceive as normal, and it can actually walk on its own, and it, you know, and that's about all it can do. But it's for for them, it's like Herculean. It's just like <laughs> it's like the biggest, strongest of these weak little creatures. <laughs> It can walk on its own. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. Think of it, though. Honestly, you said it, and you said it like a joke, but think if you didn't have to eat. Like, think of how much time that would save you in your everyday life. I think a lot of people would take that option. If you could just take a couple pills, and they would, like, expand in your stomach. Yeah. Provide all the nutrients nutri- that yeah. you needed. I mean, because it's not, it's, not it's not the eating itself for me. It's like the hour and 15 minutes it takes me to decide what the fuck I'm going to eat. That is what really um, I could use cutting out of my life. I just, you know what I do is I just, I'm, I'm, a, we're, I'm a habitual, you know, I do a lot of cooking for our family. So I just have like a few few things that I make that I make kind of like the all the time things. Yeah. You know, like kids all love mac and cheese yeah. and hot dogs, right? And I refuse to give <laughs> my kid mac and cheese and hot dogs. So uh, instead of mac and cheese, I usually make them like a, a totally new pasta with an, you know, like an Alfredo sauce. It's mac and cheese. <laughs> Different brand. But it's just a fancier <laughs> mac and cheese, you know, so I can say I'm actually cooking for the kid. But, like, we do that, and then, you know, a, like kale, a green beans. You know, I just have these ways that I make these things. Um, and so it'll be like, you know, maybe there's a mix and match, like if I have, like, you know. Or we're going fancy, and we are having, like, a steak for dinner. It's like a, a steak with kale or steak with green beans. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's little side dishes that you make, and then... Sometimes I, my philosophy on eating is that you can eat the bad stuff, but you got to make sure you eat just a little bit of good stuff too. Yeah. You know, I was talking yeah. with Jason McBride about this once and, um, and, and he was saying something to that effect and, and it's, and, uh, and it's, it's become like, I think, you know, um, sort of the rule that I'm, I'm living by. You can, you can get away with a lot of stuff as long as you eat like a little bit of kale or eat a little bit of yeah, green beans veggies, or yeah. something with your dinner. That's not just atrocious, you know, yeah. or eat an apple for God's sake, just, Get some fiber in you. Yeah. Right? That's what I tell people all the time, too. Like, you know, I kind of adopted a, a vegetarian lifestyle for a while when I was younger. I kind of got out of it a little bit. I mean, I, I I don't eat a lot of meat, you know, but there's certain times when it's kind of hard to avoid, and I just kind of say, well, I know vegetarians eh. that are terrible eaters. You know, like, you can yeah. be vegetarian and have, like, you know, a veggie lasagna every night, and yeah. that's not good for you yeah. you know you gotta eat some vegetables still oreos are veg vegetarian friendly you know yeah you just eat oreos all the time there's no meat in oreos right there's no meat in these doritos yeah. or this coca-cola actually there was a little bit of beef stock in the stew that they made but yeah 
But yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. And it's funny, actually, I was, th- I was thinking about mac and cheese the other day. It's funny you say that. I've probably eaten over 2,000 boxes of macaroni and cheese in my lifetime. Like when I look back on it. I mean, yeah. that was a staple when I was a kid. Like you said, macaroni and hot dogs. Yeah. You couldn't go wrong. That's what every kid in America gets fed, you know? Yeah. If you go, if you go like 50 miles from the ocean in either direction, all of that, all that area in between, not, not that 50 miles by the coast, but that area in between those 50, <laughs> 50 mile the buffer heartland. zones, right? That part, that interior part of America, which is most of it, is all had way too much mac and cheese <laughs> and hot dogs. Oh, God. It's just such a good go-to meal. And here's the thing. You, know, you just got to jazz it up a little bit. Like you said, get, some, get something green in there. Get some vegetables. How about throw some broccoli in there? Yeah. Chop up some broccoli, broccoli go, boil, you know, boil it cheese. up in there. Yeah, exactly. Throw, throw it in there and get you don't a little even mac and no, You don't even notice it. it. You don't even notice it. Yeah. If you use the same amount of the cheese sauce and maybe took out like a third of the noodles, you know, and then what you can do is just you, every time you take out a third of the noodles and replace it with broccoli, you're going to have like this huge pile of noodles and no cheese sauce, right? Yeah. Well, then you just get a can of red sauce and make mac and cheese, mac and, and red sauce, like mac. instead of spaghetti. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. it's the same stuff. It's just pasta noodle yeah you know yeah that's you just you just got to get a little creative you know you just got to get a little creative and i just think that we as americans i I think it'd be in our best interest if we didn't have to have meat as a staple for every single meal that we eat well it's the protein for a lot of meals i understand that and and you know i think if you can people need protein and one of the problems that makes people people get big is eating too much carbs and so, you know, if people, but there's other proteins that are great. Beans are great proteins, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you can make things that are really delicious with beans. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways to get protein that you don't have to. Lentils? Lentils. I don't like lentils. <laughs> I think lentils are gross, but. It's such a basic bitch soup. I mean, out of all the soups out there. I just don't. I don't know. There's lentils, there's something about them that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. But yeah, I just like you said, get get some greenery in there, you know. Just get a balance. You just you can't. To the listening audience, just eat some vegetables, okay? You guys, yeah. just just eat some vegetables, and when you do, you can you can be you can tell your mom about it. Yeah, she'll be so happy to she'll know be, you're eating vegetables. Exactly. She'll, she's probably wondering. She'll finally be somewhat proud of you for once. Yeah. Well, but. honey, <laughs> you're getting so big. You're eating vegetables on your own. Oh, my little man is so big. Listen, you're going to get to a certain point in your life where you're not going to have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, your body was going to reject literally everything else. So yeah. eat them now. That way you don't have to, you know, you're not forced to eat them later as like your only option. Yeah. I just, uh, I just read an article the other day. It was actually pretty interesting. It was talking about how uh, it was like kind of like, tr- it was like a how-to article and helping you be more health conscious. And one of the big things that they said was just don't eat as much. Yeah. Just don't eat as much. And I thought about that and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like if your body, if you eat good stuff once or twice a day, then you save your body all that time and all that effort of just constantly processing food and doing shit all the time. Sometimes like if you overeat and you get like sweaty and you actually are kind of, you know, knocked out because it's because you have to process like this ridiculous amount of food. Yeah. And, you know, maybe if you're about to like 
make the 10,000 mile ice bridge trek. Sure. <laughs> Load up. <laughs> but you're going to get in your Subaru and, you know, your little your little wheel with the pedals on it. Yeah. Yep. And the thing's going to do the walking for you, yeah. you know. And you know? you and you're not going to get that hungry before your next meal arises, okay? You're not you're not going to be famished. There's different types of people too. Like there's people that are grazers, they have to eat a little bit all day. That's just the way they are, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's people <laughs> who eat, you know, big meals and they kind of sit down and eat a full meal and that's the way they are. And then there's, you know, there's people that just kind of binge on junk food. There's that, that kind of per- there's all kinds of different dietary habits. But if everybody who was trying to lose weight just ate a little less, that's it's not that simple, you know. Like I mean, especially for people that are obese, like you know, there's cravings and there's a you're feeling an actual pain from not eating, <laughs> you know, hunger pains. Yeah, it's but it, it's it's just you're putting less mileage on your engine, basically, you know, and that's yeah. always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, like one of the best. It's 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 going back to cars. Like you know, if you want to, um, if you want to save like your brakes and everything, just drive slower. Yeah, just don't be slamming on them all the fucking time. You're not slamming on the brakes all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, just slow down a little bit. They say that more than exercise, controlling your food intake will help you lose weight. Like if I think you because so. diet, they always say diet and you know nothing beats diet and exercise. Yeah, there's no gimmick that you can do that's better than diet and exercise. Yeah, but. Of the two, you know, it's the same. I think with nature and nurture, right? I, I'm a strong believer in nurture as a as a component of you know what people are and what they turn out to be, and you know that's why it's important that we take care of our children and you know make sure that they all have uh, good opportunities and things like that, you know. Mm. But there's there's, there's got to be a but there. There's no but. You just, just I, I think nurture is the stronger one. Nurture. I think I think diet's the stronger one. <laughs> I think those are the more important more important things. Like I agree. We should be I agree. more nurturing as people, and then uh, and then you know people should have uh, better diets. But you I, know, like if, if somebody's stressed out and they want to go eat a bag of Doritos, that's like, yeah, that's fine. But you can't you can't do that five times a week though. You know, you can if you're real stressed. <laughs> people do. I'm, there's people who do that. I know yeah. people do that. Well, know? and there's people too who are slowly drinking themselves to death too like that's another thing i mean i'm in i'm in convenience stores a lot of day for work and i see these people they come in they look like normal guys you know just looks like some construction worker guy just got off work did his he did his eight hours and you know he wants to kick up a 12 pack and you see him every day he's picking up yeah he's picking up it's even worse to be honest he's picking up four hurricanes Four twenty-four ounce hurricanes, which you know that's the that's the bum that's the bum juice there. Is it? I don't oh. know. I, I haven't had it. Oh, it's it's horrendous. What it, is it? It tastes like that smell that you get when you when you walk when a homeless person walk walks by you. You know that's what it tastes like. But you got these guys who look like a normal guy, and he's getting, is it really he, strong? Why do they drink it? Yeah, it, yeah, it's like nine or ten. Is, is it caffeine too? Is it one of these caffeine no, alcohol it's not, combos? It's not like a loco, no, oh. but. It's just this really strong malt liquor type deal, and uh, but yeah, you get you, they're cheap, and you know you get you, this guy. He's coming in though, and he's getting four of them, and I'm like, wow, that's, geez, you think he's drinking those all in one sitting? I asked the clerk working there. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's here every day getting that. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, like the, like that is hard for your body to process. That's yeah, and that's hard for your body to process. Stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. I had an uncle that I uh, he passed away, but I really one of my favorite uncles. Um, who used to say that if you drink the good stuff, you'll never get sick. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I wouldn't say he was a lush. He didn't seem to be a very excessive drinker. But when he did drink, he drank good alcohol, you know? Yeah. 
But you know, if you're drinking, if you're an alcoholic and you're drinking a lot of alcohol, you have to go for volume. You can't, <laughs> you can't drink the good stuff, you know, yeah, unless you're rich. Unless you got a big bankroll, right? Yeah. You got to be rich. Yeah. Well, and, and and fucking booze is expensive in this state now. You know. Oh, it's crazy. I like whiskey. I drink a lot of single malt. You know, and um, but I, it's it's I can't afford it. You know, it's too expensive to to get the, the bottle as often as I would. You yeah. know. I went to Costco the other day and I was looking around there. You know, they're the king of low prices and. They got good prices on their stuff, but when it comes to the liquor, the, the tax on it is so much that at at the end of the transaction, it's you, the same. You, you paid a normal price. You paid yeah. a basic price. It wasn't even a good price, you know. But yeah. you did buy three times as much. <laughs> <laughs> you did get more than a. You got a garbage can full of right. booze. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's you like the Russian portion vodka. Yeah, but on that handled though, it's like it's like 12 or 13 bucks for the the you know the fee or whatever the fuck they call it you know yeah the state the state extra it's state like, taxes it's like dude that's that's a fifth there that's another fifth right there that you guys just charged me it's crazy but you got to you know somehow we got to That's what they did was you know they privatized it it was state run yeah and everyone's like privatize it and then the state put this big tax on it so they could still get their cut yeah cuz yeah. they were getting their cut by doing the transaction before Mm-hmm. And then when this, once they made a private, because they were making all the profit, right? Yeah. So they make for the state to like fill that hole in the budget, they still have to take that much profit. Yeah. They and then they weren't about to give up, up anything. Open it up for business, you know? Yeah. Whatever. They could have made it up in spades with marijuana, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. No shit. I'm sure they have, you know, for the most part. I mean, sure, but if they had legalized weed back then and not raised the uh, alcohol tax, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Now they got us both ways. Yeah, they're making it so miserable for us. We can't get through a day without drinking and smoking, (laughs) and then they tax us for that. Yeah, well, they got to fund these great agencies like the DOL somehow. The DOL (laughs) needs their money to make. They got to fund this thing. Fucking wait and get pulled over by the cops. (laughs) Now serving number three six six B three six six B. There's got to there's probably like an app. There's got to be like an app that tells you what number they're on. Mm-hmm. You know, with an approximate like an average for the last twenty numbers, so you know how much time you've got to go, right? <laughs> so if you see it's like three six six B and you're holding like two seven four B, you know, and it's an average time of like thirty five minutes per number, right? You're just sitting at home watching a movie, looking yeah. at this app, or yeah, going to a movie, looking at building a house. You know, whatever you can do <laughs> while you're while you're waiting for your number to get called. Yeah, but then we come back to the fact that that would take innovation and employees that give a damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. can you Two expect they're lacking? Okay, but look at the, go back to those same employees and look at what their day must be like. <laughs> they don't want to be there either. You are complaining. Nobody about having, does. Nobody wants to be at work. Well, nobody wants to be at work, but we complain about having to visit the DOL. Can you imagine working there? You, you're not visiting. You're, mm-hmm. you're there all the time. Yeah, it's like visiting hell versus working in hell. That probably. I was about to say that yeah. probably. <laughs> that probably just feel like purgatory. A lot of the days oh, yeah. you're at work. Like you get paid. You know, you have to convince yourself that this is somehow worth the other parts of your life that you're living, <laughs> right? I put up with this. Something you're doing in your spare time is justifying this. Right. I mean, that's really, if that's not a motivation to make you go out and and seize life, you know, take those skydiving lessons or learn to basket weave or whatever that (laughs) that thing you wanted to do was, you know, that's working at the DOL. If those people, if, if that person working there just goes home and plays video games, 
you know, and that's and that's the whole existence, just back and forth. Oh, like that would be that's a modern day like tragedy there. You know, that's a w- wasted life. You could seriously do that for fifty years. Yeah. Just make that your routine. Oh yeah. I had a great uncle who was a old bachelor, and um, he was an alcoholic. He lived on the second floor in this apartment building, uh, and every day he would go downstairs and go across the street where there was a restaurant, and uh, and he'd get lunch there or, or breakfast. He'd get breakfast at the restaurant, right? And then um, and then he might go back to like his apartment for a little bit and take a nap, and then he'd go next door, or then he'd go back to the restaurant for dinner, and he'd go next door where they had a bar, and he'd just go sit in the bar and drink. He'd go drink in the bar. Yeah, and that's what that's it. That's what he did. <laughs> he never left his block. See, and that's and that's kind of the problem with that local watering hole. Like it can be a, a trap, and you have these people that live somewhere for ten, fifteen, twenty years, and yeah, they're always going there because they don't want to sit at home by themselves and drink by themselves. So they say, yeah. "Well, I'll go belly up to the bar right down the road," and and then, like you said, they buy the cheapest fucking shit because they have such a, a long bar tab that that's all that they can afford. Oh yeah, I, I want. He probably paid monthly. He probably had a monthly installments. No, I think he was just like, "What's my bill for the month?" You know, like, <laughs> just send me a bill for all of them. Keep, keep that tab open. I'm not drinking anywhere else. Just, just mail. I'll mail you a check. Yeah, check is in the mail. He lived right next door, so you know, yeah. His tar- he, uh, it was uh, my grandma kind of caught wind of of uh, this was her brother-in-law, right? And her husband had died, so she was kind of the one taking care of him because he was the younger brother, and um. And she, he called her up for a ride, and she's like, "Well, where's your car?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and he parked his car, and dude, this, where's your car? This the city towed it because uh-huh. it sat there for months. Because he lived in this apartment, he didn't have a, <laughs> a parking space, but he did have a car. Yeah, and he just parked it in this one spot and never used it because he'd walk over to this bar and walk over to this restaurant. And I think the other stop, oh, well, yeah, another stop was the bank was on his block. And he'd go to the bank to get cash for the for the bar and the. <laughs> in the restaurant yeah. you know every month he just because he had a pension he'd take his pension check down to the bank put that in the bank and then every every day he'd take out his little daily budget of cash yeah so that he could go to the restaurant in the bar and that yeah then you kind of get sucked into that hole but uh yeah, yeah he lost his car they towed his car because he didn't he didn't need it yeah that's the thing like the you can get away with it for a little while but eventually if you don't move your shit they're gonna mark that with some chalk and a couple days later they're gonna be back with a tow truck so yeah, they'll they'll definitely get you like that. But I, I'm kind of that way too. I have a I have a work vehicle, and you know, so I'm out there driving and stuff. But I mean, my own car, I don't really have to drive it that much. And you know, yeah, but you also have off street parking. Is where I, I where I live. There's we park on the street. We're very active people, and we use our cars a lot. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you don't have a place to park your car, a lot of people in the city don't. Yeah, you gotta. Especially if you're in a neighborhood where parking is tight, that's just vicious. You yeah. Know? Like if you, I lived in the U district, and I remember there was a street in front of me that had a lot of parking. But on, I think it was like Thursdays. There was a day when they did street cleaning. You know, from like two a.m. to nine a.m., they didn't want you parking on the street, and they tow your car because because of the street cleaning. You know, and then there's places like where you know there's no parking at a certain time of day because of um, traffic. They got to open that lane up. You know, it's like yeah. a big congestion lane. So oh, they, I've been fucked on those a couple times. Yeah. There's like no parking four to six and you get there like four oh five. Yeah. You know, and you see your car like, going up the road on a hook. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, 
<laughs> yeah, they got like me and two of my buddies one time for that. Well, those tow truck drivers, you know, they do pretty well with those hauls, and it's a real, it's a reliable fishing hole for them you know Fuck yeah and i've seen them do it this is illegal but i've seen them do it where they tow your car and they got another spot up the road or around the block and they drop your car there and then they come back and tow another car and take that one up to the yard because the tow yard is kind of far away but if they can jack a couple of cars off the street and put them somewhere else real quick kind of like a valet and then they can come back later and collect them. Because they know you're not going to beat them back to the tow yard. You don't have a car. You're going to have to take a bus or call your buddy yeah. or whatever. So they can stash a car for 20 minutes while they drop another one off. You know? God, that is... It is I mean, you know... That's fucking predatory, dude. That's the system. That's, you know... They, the, the city pays them. They get a check from the city for hauling cars out of the way. You know, so that they can go in and grab a couple of them. That's low-hanging fruit, man. Yeah. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, you saying that we were talking about jobs, and since you brought up parking, one of the worst jobs I think you could have would be a parking enforcement agent. I look at these people, I see them, and the, I'm in the I'm in the U district where the mainly where I see them for work, and the one that's around, she's a chick, and I see her sometimes. Like people run up Is to it the, the car. Blonde lady? No, she's like a long haired brunette. But um, I, I know a couple of them because. I have to talk my way out of tickets all the time. <laughs> well, it's it's not easy to do, but but I see him and like, people are running up, you know, and they're like writing the ticket and all this stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, I, I think about it, and I'm like, if the if this woman ever wrote me a ticket, I would be so pissed off about it that I would do my best to make sure that when she went home later that day, she ended up crying at some point. Like I would want her to make her feel bad. Like what a what a horrible job. Like your job is so shitty. That the entire economy is worse off because you have a job. We are all, as citizens, well, they're worse collecting, off. They're collecting all the revenue for the city. So, you know, to get yeah. some of our city services paid for, where they have to do their job. But I think you're right. There's like this, there's jobs that, you know, that you're just, your job is for people to hate you. I mean, like, think about IRS auditors. That's a job. Yeah. And those people, you know, they go to work and they probably don't enjoy it. You know, you get a degree in accounting or something and you don't want to be a CPA and you get a job with the IRS reviewing tax returns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's just got to blow. And telling people, people they owe 10 grand more than they thought they did. Yeah. And they hate you and you're an <laughs> asshole. And no matter what you do, they're always going to hate you. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I had a, a snafu with the IRS. It was over a payroll tax issue. And um, I was talking to the guy one time, and I heard this dog barking. I'm like, is there a dog in the IRS office? And he's like, no, I'm working from home. And I'm like, you're calling me. I'm talking to you from my work. <laughs> and, you, and you're at home? Like, shouldn't you be somewhere suffering under fluorescent lights? You fucking asshole taking my money, you know? Like, from the, from the comfort of your own home? I know. I'm like, you're at home. It's like, this guy's probably sitting in his underwear. You know, he's got Judge Judy on mute. And, you know, and he's probably, like, eating Cheerios, and he's yeah. like, yeah, little Mr. Uh, Mr. Barking Green in the Hour, background. we're going to need ground. an extra, you know, $16,000 from you. Like, Fuck you, buddy. Like, <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah, like, what do you... <laughs> What's that? And the thing is, is that with that job, he like, he, they don't meet you. They'll do everything over the phone or via email. Yeah. Which is, you know... For their own safety. I think so. <laughs> Right, I know his name, and I know he's working from home. Right, <laughs> I'm sure there's a way I could, you know, connect. You know, it's, connect the dots. I don't care. Like, I really, 
I'm one of those people that like when I call in to complain to a company, like I, I always try to recognize that like it's I know you're just a person, and it's like yeah, you know, this wasn't your policy that put me in this situation. Yeah, like the worst is like a bank or whatever, right? Because a bank will fuck you. They'll take your money, right? They'll give you all these extra charges, and they can just do it. They'll be like, boop, here's a charge. And then, you know, your money's gone because they were holding your money. Yeah. And if they want to charge you for something, right? Even if you even if you literally didn't do it, like if it's like it's an ATM charge and you haven't been to an ATM in weeks, and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, take this off my, off my account. You have to prove it to them, the bank. Yeah. Even though you're the customer and you're supposed to be always right, and they'll just take your money. Right. And then when you're so angry because these guys literally just took your money. Right. For no reason. They just put a thing on a bill and says, you owe us money. Boop. Your money's gone. And they put the kindest, sweetest, nicest person on the phone to answer the call. Right. You you call them up and, you you know, and it's usually like some southern lady, you know, the call, they put the call center in yeah. some place where like everybody's super friendly, yeah. you know. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry about, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I can't <laughs> yell at this sweet old lady who's, you know, answered, Southern Bell. answered the phone, you know, <laughs> like this is this is cruel. You know, or there'll be somebody's like, I'm very sorry about that, sir. You know, somebody will be saying, sir, and yeah. being very cordial and, you know, respectful. And you're and you're, you know, trying to yell at them about how so they took your money. Mm-hmm. And this and you realize this person just sits in a booth with a phone click 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 they you know have a computer and they can do something but they don't give them any power because they don't want the first person that you talk to to have any kind of ability to give you back your money yeah but what if that's part what if it's all part of the plan though it is part of the plan (laughs) that's the plan they fuck you they take your money and then you're stuck into this giant system that they built where all the constituent parts have their own little function right if you're just a cog in the machine and the whole machine's you know, job is just to like make everybody a cog, right? <laughs> like it's hard to break out of that. Like yeah. how do you, you know, you yell at somebody and then that person goes home and they had a shitty day because some jerk, you know, who used the ATM, didn't want to pay his fee, yelled at them, right? And, uh, you know, it's not it's not my fault. I just answered the phone at the call center. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they pitch uh. you against that guy. Yeah, the IRS, man, you brought up the IRS. Those guys are fucking gangsters, okay? You can like, re- oh, they are totally gangsters. They're you- like MS-13 of accountants, all right? Well, you can, if you, right, this is how gangster the IRS is. You can put a letter or a check or whatever it is you need to send to the IRS. You can put it in an envelope with a stamp on it and just write, IRS, Utah. Right, <laughs> and it will go to their main processing place. You don't have to put a zip code. You don't have to put anything else on there. I've, like, no, yeah, we over here. I've done that before. You know where I just put IRS Utah uh-huh. and a stamp, like, and a check inside, and they get the check. I thought and it was I, California that maybe they well they have they have a main place in Fresno and they have a main place in Fresno, in yeah, Ogden okay. Utah okay and then there's another and it has to do with like your social security number and your last name or whatever like okay. they've split them up there's a couple over on the east coast but those are the two main ones that we send most of our stuff to on the west coast i think yeah okay but yeah you just write utah on there and they get it right the post office is like yeah we know where it's going <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's, sorry about that it's one it's going with all this other hate mail <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> 
Good. God, those guys are fucking gangsters, though, man. Like, they'll just straight up jack you. Like, if they if you owe them money, you, you they will just pay. they will take it out of your bank account. You have to pay. They will. There's no way around it. If you don't pay, they'll garnish you, your wages. I mean, they will make your life miserable, dude. They'll send you to jail. Look at Wesley Snipes. They fucking took his money and sent him to jail. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. But I mean, I, and what do you do though? I mean, I guess you need somebody's got to be collecting the money. I guess, but. Jesus Christ, these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's a job. It's a cartel. Right? It's a job. You know, there's people who do those jobs. I mean, look at the cops. You know, all these cops are like, oh, it's a dangerous job. It's like, yeah, well, you, you know, you chose to do it. Like, you could do a whole bunch of other stuff. You don't have to be a cop. You, mm-hmm. could, you could make the same money being a teacher, you know. Cops get paid the same shit wages that teachers get paid. That's why... Cops aren't always that great, you know? Yeah. I think they make a little bit more than teachers, but well, in the, I think the danger... In, in Seattle, they do. I think, I think in the, the city, they do. But it's built in, but... Yeah, I think there's other... You know, they get like good vacation and stuff, but I know that like a lot, especially a lot of small-town cops, they don't get paid doodly. They yeah. get paid terrible wages. Yeah. You know? Sheriff Joe. But... Well, I think the you know the people at the top get paid decent, but you know, I think like, you know, that, that's... A, again, it's a job, right? You, you choose to do that job... It's not. It's not like you couldn't do a different job, you know. Yeah. It's a job. It's a job. People, cops are like, "Why does everybody hate us?" It's like just, you know, this is what. Same, but you don't hear the IRS guy like, "Why does everybody hate us?" It's like you're taking people's money. Like you're throwing people in jail, man. Like, what are they supposed to think about you? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know who people love? The ice cream man. <laughs> he comes by. He gives you ice cream. He's got a truck with this painted all. Bright. Everybody's a fan of his. He got music, music playing. Yeah. You know the ice it's cream a party. Uh, yeah. It's a party. People, why do you think they love the ice he cream man? It's party. not a fucking riddle, you know. Like, <laughs> he's got ice cream. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, man. There's some uh, jobs where you just you take the job knowing people are gonna hate you. No one joins the IRS, you know, thinking they're gonna make a bunch of friends doing this job. Yeah, I can't wait for all the business contacts and friends I make. You know, <laughs> the important connections and lifetime memories. Yeah, and you know what? I mean. The government is a gigantic enterprise, way too big of an enterprise, but a gigantic enterprise. And there's going to be a lot of jobs within there that are necessary, but are shitty jobs. And like you said, you're going to be a hated person because of it. And it's just kind of part of the necessary evil, I suppose. But I will say there's way more of those shitty, hated people out there than we need. We do not need oh, as many as we, we have don't right need. Now. Yeah, we don't need all these IRS agents. <laughs> no, we, we, I don't even. I'm not sure we even need this many cops. Well, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Firefighters, I, you know, hey, brave guys, but we don't. We don't need them. I hear a goddamn siren every single day, and I'm not in the city. I'm I'm out of the city. You're in the city. Further Are you close to the firehouse? I not really. I hear a siren every day though, and I can't even remember the last time I saw a fire. It's been years, at least. Well, they go at for paramedics. They send for paramedics. They but oftentimes. Why? We send need to hose giant, down the dead body. Giant truck for. We need. We need less. And then if people. the person's got to get hauled out of there, they still have to call an ambulance. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry, but we can't afford your hundred thousand dollar pension. You know, at least with cops, at least they work. We're paying a hundred thousand dollar pension to somebody who worked three or four hours a day. I mean, I have a buddy who's a firefighter now. He's like. Yeah, you know, we just, uh, we like clean the truck up, uh, you know, do some chores around the house, you know, yeah, and then I work out for it's three or four hours. It's one of those hours. things that when you need them, you really, really need them, though. No like, question. You no know, question. like you, you got, they've got to be there. So it's, it's, 
sure, like they sit around all the time, but when there's a fire, they got to go, and, the, and it's dangerous, you know. Firefighters die. That you yeah, hear about that, you know? Yeah, I just and and yeah, as a firefighter, you got to put yourself in the position where potentially some crackhead is going to burn up in some warehouse, but you got to go in there and risk your life for him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I respect that. Or it could be like an innocent baby. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a crackhead. Well, no, an innocent baby. Well, that's an easier choice for an innocent baby. I mean, come on, you get your ass in there. I mean, who knows baby who that, versus ba- a crack- who that, yeah, who that baby could end up being. You get your ass in there. That could right. end up being the next president for all you know. Right. Some crackhead who has a drinking problem and puts down four hurricanes a day. You're like, ah. Saw this guy in the convenience store, man. Don't bother. <laughs> Maybe you'll let this one slip, you know, boss. What do you, what do you think? Listen, you're a good firefighter. We really don't want to risk you. Just uh, shoot more water. <laughs> yeah, shoot, shoot the water in the area that he probably would have been drinking at. Yeah. But so that that's that's tough. But again, I just we need we could use less of them. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Parking enforcement, we could use a few less of them. Well, the city needs that money. They're going to keep those. those Tow truck drivers, way less of those fucking crooks. Those guys are criminals, dude. Oh, God. They literally jack your shit. Your shit's on the side of the road. These are all people, all these people are complaining about people who take things from you. (laughs) You know, like the the IRS takes your money. The tow truck driver takes your car. The police take your freedom, right? (laughs) They throw you in jail. They take your whole life away. (laughs) That's true. That is. These are the people. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess the deal. Well, they kind of take your freedom away too, a little bit. You know, you can't drive around or any of that kind of stuff without having to deal with those other guys. DOL. Like, yeah. Yeah, the DOL took away you know my right for free passage because I got <laughs> in two days got pulled over by two different police officers. Yeah. You know, so. But you showed Joe that compliance can pay dividends sometimes. You I, out of if two you in can a row. demonstrate a lot of times with the government people, the IRS or the police or whatever, if you can demonstrate to them adequately to their satisfaction that you're in compliance, give them a, a believable story. Give them a believable story. Well, I had paperwork. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that always helps. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the thing. It's like when I'm dealing with those kind of situations too. I've I've got pulled over for a couple nominal little stupid things like that. That offense a couple times for sure. Just, you just got to be compliant and just fucking throw yourself under the bus and just say, well, you know, if you have to, just say, oh, God, you know, I'm such an idiot officer. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. God, it was so dumb of me. Uh, and he'll say, yeah, yeah, you you were dumb, you idiot. But uh, get the hell out of here and get this shit taken care of a lot of times. I mean, I, I literally get that, you know? Yeah. You just you say, yeah, I'm, you know, just admit, you know, don't do, oh, uh, expect, uh no, see, the thing was is oh, there was a mess my, up with the mail and, uh, you know, they didn't get him out. into a ticket. Yeah. Exactly. They're like, get the fuck out of here. You think I'm going to buy that? I'll be back. Give me your, I'll be back with that. Give me. Hold on. I got to write this up. And you're done. Yeah. The problem is, if they got it in for you, they got it in for you. You can't ever beat that. Yeah. You know? Well, it depends on what time of the month it is. You know, they got a quota to meet. They're That's like, true, too. Okay. Like, hey, uh, sorry, bro. You, you've been very nice. You've been very nice. But uh, we're still down 15% for the month. So we got some work to do. But yeah, I don't know. Just, just you, you work with them and. Sometimes, not all of them, but some of them will work with you. And then if not, you know, you see, then... You well, like I said, the one call guy... Call the cocksucker under your breath and they two, walk away. Two different dudes, and the one dude was super nice, and the other one was really not. Yeah. But he did let me go, so at the end, I can't complain. Yeah. But then again, and that's all these professions, too. You know, you talk about the people sitting at the window at the DOL. I mean, they 
there's there's good people that do that you know there's good people who are excited about their job and they just said hey you know it's got good benefits they and keep a good attitude yeah exactly they stay positive got that you little know? picture with the cat on the rope hang in there <laughs> just hang in there just hang in there <laughs> yeah and then there's those other people who you know make you feel so uncomfortable that your skin starts to crawl just being in their presence yeah Oh yeah, there's some people there, and it's you can see pop, oh, people that are just palpably angry. Mm-hmm. They just hate their lives. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be their dog. They get go home, and they've got to kick that dog like crazy. <laughs> like that's a you know ter- person's got a terrible Punt that thing vibe like a forty-five yard field goal. Their, their aura smells like a bad fart. Yeah, yeah. But speaking of making your skin crawl too, is a uh, we got to wrap up here in a minute, but. It's a topic I wanted to get to, a topic I know you're very passionate about, Joe, oh, yes. and uh, I've had some mixed emotions, and I'm, you know, I could honestly use some persuading at this point. Uh, a phenomenon that we've had to deal with in this area recently is the Lime Bike. Now, yeah, for man, those of you who live around here, you guys have seen them everywhere. It, it's a staple now. They're all over the place. It's like a zombie horde. <laughs> for the folks at home, it's a, it's a, it's a service where there's a, there's a bike and you can, with your phone and a phone app, you can scan the bike and rent it. It has a lock on it, and it gives you a code to unlock the bike. And you can rent the bike, and you rent it basically by the hour. And when you lock the bike up again, it's, the clock stops, and uh, and it charges your account. And it's really cheap. It's only like a, a dollar an hour, right? So, you know, for five bucks, you can have a bicycle for five hours driving around town. And they're everywhere. And I don't really like them. I mean... It's another one of these things we were kind of talking about earlier where, like, you know, the, the gizmos to, like, get you to stop driving your car. And, you know, it's a little thing. I know they have, like, a whole bunch of sort of community bikes in Amsterdam. There's these bikes that are just sort of floating around that people use. That's what I've, I've heard anyway. I don't know if that's if that's true. But this these things drive me crazy, man. Everyone thinks – everyone who likes them likes them now, right? But I think about these things in 10 years. When they're all falling apart and they're rickety as shit and the paint's peeling on them and they've been sitting out in the rain on all the random corners getting hit by random cars all over the place, you know. And there's and the kids, like kids jacking those things and throwing them in the lake or throwing them in Puget Sound and uh, people, uh, you know, taking a hacksaw to them or whatever. Just them just turning into miscellaneous trash. They're not going to go around and pick all those things up either, you know. They, I don't think, do they even know where they are? I think the way they're tracking these bikes is through the phone app. There's there's some sort of tracking going on. I think it happens through the phone app. I think that's the brilliance of it is that the people who use it do all they, the work. That's true. They show where they're you, at. And you they're scan like, yeah, the here. bike with your phone, right? And, then and they're then, like, boom, right? It's right and there. then it tracks where you are in your phone location, right? Yeah. And that's how they know the bike is there. Yeah. But then otherwise, they don't know where these bikes are. Yeah. You know, you could take all, you could collect these bikes, and I bet if you move the bike just a couple of blocks and nobody ever sees it, it'll just sit there forever and ever and ever. For decades. I I feel like this thing is they just took all these cheap bikes, right? Because how much does one of those bikes cost to make? Probably hundred bucks. Hundred bucks, yeah. Hundred and fifty right? bucks, maybe. Hundred fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah. So they got to rent it for hundred and fifty hours. Yeah. Right. Well, like if somebody rents it, for, if they rent it for five hours a day, you know, that's just like what? That's just like thirty days or something. That's just a yeah, month. Yeah, that's a month. Yeah, and then it's all cake after that. And then after that, they just collect money on this bike, you know, all the yeah. time, ch- charging people for this thing. And that's what they're. And thinking. it's a piece of trash just <laughs> floating around the city. It's a big piece of trash. Right, they basically put it out on the city, and they're like, "They're Let beautiful, it Joe." Go in the wind. There's an orange one too, and it's not called orange bike, and I can't tell you what it's called. Uh, I think it's spin. I think. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah, Line I think bike. So. They should have called it orange bike. 
Like line bike, you know it because it uh, describes the bike and the color and everything. Yeah. But yeah, these things, these things. I mean, I think it's great that they're getting people to bike more and all that stuff. Plus, the other thing is, there's nobody's wearing a helmet. <laughs> Nobody using this thing is wearing a helmet. So, and yeah, I, I'm a firm, you know, I believe that safety first. Wear a helmet. Yeah. If you're on a bicycle, you should wear a helmet. So this is just encouraging idiots to to move trash around our city and while not wearing a helmet. <laughs> I, I'm not, and and somebody's profiting from this, and it's in a public space. That's I think the part that bothers me, right? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with like these car to goes, you know, like just parking this thing in a public space, you know. Like I get upset. Like there's 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 taxi stalls that we don't have enough parking in Seattle, and there's these little areas all over town that are taxis only, right? And then. You go someplace, you know, like it's in front of a movie theater or whatever, and there's all this parking there, and there's like a row of eight cabs taking up this parking, right? And as soon as one of them leaves, another, they tells his buddy, and another cab comes and takes his place. So these guys are all waiting for a ride, you know, trying to pick up a fare using public parking. And I'm trying to go to the movie, and I got to park like eight blocks away when there's a thing right in front of the movie theater, right? But it's got a taxi in it. Yeah. So I think that kind of stuff kind of makes me mad sometimes, yeah. you know? Like, you shouldn't be leaning. Like, this, these people that had their cattle grazing on public land, you know? Fuck you. Take your, get your own land. Put your cattle on it. You know? Like, you don't have a right to go stinking it up and taking over bird sanctuaries because you don't get to, you know, because your cows don't get to graze on the, on the place that belongs to everybody. Yeah. You know? Like, go get your own yard. Put your cow in your, back, your backyard. <laughs> you know? Don't, you deal with all that methane. Oh, man, they want you to pick up your dog shit at the city park. Yeah. You know, it's coming down to a tiny little turd, and that's a natural thing, right? It's a natural thing coming out of an animal. In it. Right? So, Yeah. You know. No, this whole line bike thing, to be honest, like, I'm very torn on it, you know? I'm very torn because... Are you a bike enthusiast? I do like to bike. I own my own bike, and yeah, I do like to ride bike. I think it's like an exciting way to get somewhere and get a little bit of exercise all at the same time. You and know? it's faster than walking. And it's it can way be. faster, and sometimes it's almost as fast as driving, as depending driving, on how far yeah. you're, depending on how far you're going. Yeah. I mean, if you're going somewhere that's a thirty minute drive, obviously you're crossing not crossing downtown. It's probably faster. Eh, that's true. It could be. It yeah. definitely could be, depending on what area and what and During exactly traffic, how far sure. you want to go. But but yeah, for those short trips down to the store, or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big bike enthusiast. And like you said, I like the fact that they're, you know, they're encouraging people to get out there and ride, you know. Hey, you know, we, we just got to go five, six blocks down the road. Let's let's jump on the I line see, bike. I also think, too, like, I can just see it, like, happening to me. This is the type of dumb shit I would do. I would do this kind of dumb shit where I'd be out, like, drinking with a buddy, right? And now I'm too drunk. I don't know. I'm going to have to Uber home. So I'm leaving my car behind. The rest of this adventure we're having, we're going to have a no car, right? And then he's like, oh, yeah, you got to come meet us down at this other bar. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get in my car. Oh, no, I'm too drunk to drive. But here's a line bike, and it's only a dollar, right? So I don't have to get an Uber. Now I'm drunk on a bike, right, <laughs> with no helmet, and I'm trying to get to a bar. And this is, you know, this is what's going to happen with these things, man. You're going to get, you know, mm-hmm. and it's Seattle. Someone's going to get going downhill. You know, and they're not going to be able to control themselves. And there's someone's going to peel out real bad. Wait, you watch. There's going to be like a horrific line bike death. Mm-hmm. And it's going to throw this. terrible PR for him. Yeah. Everybody loved Ride the Ducks until they crashed into that bus full of kids. That's and true. Killed half killed of a them. Couple people, you know, yeah. had to write all those letters back to China. Tell them all. Sorry, yeah. we killed your kid. You yeah. know, but by the way, if you're in town for the funeral, this duck thing is a real fun thing for tourists <laughs> to do. Right. 
I mean, we like the, you know, <laughs> screw those ducks. They're taking up city streets for their stupid tour. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the same ridiculous. thing. It's the same thing. They're in a public space. Yeah. And they caused an accident with dri- driving this thing that's way overkill. Like a tank, We have these narrow lanes, yeah. and they're basically driving a tank down yeah. city streets. Yeah. And it's fucked up, you know? Yeah, the line bike, too, though. You're right. I mean, like I said, the riding is good. It does kind of feel like it's a disease or a plague that's like taking over our city slowly. You know, it's like they were kind of just like in the city interior and now they're slowly spreading to the suburbs. I walked down to the gym today. There was one down the street from me here. I yeah, mean, man. This is the furthest north I've seen one Dude, at this point. Dude, it's like the probably. birds. Every time you turn around, there's more of them, right? <laughs> like there's a whole bunch. Yeah. And, and it's like the person parked it and they put it right in the walkway it's like well that's another guys, thing i've been in, i've been come downtown on. trying to walk downtown and then there's like suddenly you know i don't know if it's because like there's a whole bunch of exchange kids or something but there'll be like 12 of these fucking things all in one street corner mm-hmm. and i can't tr- cross the street without going into the street because you know yeah some dipshits were like oh yeah this is where we're gonna leave the bike yeah and it's like come on you guys it's like right in the just put it up there's a little nice little enclave no right here put it to off to the side things the companies that's that, the problem yeah that's the, the companies issue. that they're making the money on these things aren't aren't i don't know if they're maintaining them they're, they don't seem to be cleaning them well we're gonna yeah. find out about that i mean that's gonna take a little more time because it's still pretty fresh and think, now we're going into the winter season finally for I the think first the, time the best thing the best possible result would be some kind of gnarly anal fungus getting on the seats of those things yeah. And everybody who like bed bugs, and then everybody who uses <laughs> bike, them bike bugs gets gets uh, ass fungus. Mm, yeah, that, that would not be, be good for business. That would that's my my desire for the eventual outcome <laughs> for this company. If you if you own Line Bike and you're listening to this, I want you to know I hope all your customers get ass fungus and you go out of business. <laughs> ass. He wishes ass fungus upon you. So uh, that's the take. I shouldn't here. say that because, like I said, there's going to be some night where, like, I'm going to be desperate to get somewhere fast, and I'm not going to have a car, but I will have a dollar and a couple of, you know, a couple of megabytes of memory on my phone that I can spare for this app. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like for a buck, I'm going to ride a bike across town, and I'm going to get there and be like, that was pretty cool, you know. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the night, I'm going to have an itchy butt. <laughs> A fungal rectum. Be ready for that, Joe. Yeah, it's uh, we're going to see how this one plays out. Um, you know, this is not uh, this is not decided yet, and we're going to see if this is an issue. It's definitely going to come to light. You know, so well. If I was a less scrupulous man, I'd probably go collect those things and then take a a, a Dremel to them to get all that lime paint off of them, uh-huh. and then run them on down to the recycling yard and turn them in for some money. <laughs> That's what I would do, but. That'll be your uh, civil disobedience campaign. That, that would be my. We that's my Banksy moment, man. Yeah, yeah. I took all the line bikes. There should be, there should be some kind of code of conduct if you're going to use them that you got to adhere to. Like we're saying, like uh, you got to you got to park it in a reasonable place. You got to do this or that. You know, all these. Um, you know, like the Apple thing, you got to accept their terms and conditions. You know, there should be that for one line of them. Bike. Should be that you have to bring your own helmet just for their liability's sake. There you go. Yeah, now they listen line bike. I'm gonna. I'm, I want a little bit of kickback for that because I just I just mentioned a serious liability issue that you have. Yeah, there should be a code of conduct. You got to park it in a reasonable place. You got to wear your helmet. You know, you already look goofy on a fucking green bike anyway. Like go all the way and be safe at least from knocking your I head. I saw a guy the other day wearing a um, like you know one of these punk jackets with all the safety pins and you know 
um, and the patches that are like, you know, little swatches of fabric pinned to the jacket with the pins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a guy like, you know, kind of hardcore. He had his hair all spiky and everything, piercings and tattoos and real rough looking dude, right? Yeah. Riding on a line bike on a sunny afternoon, <laughs> looking like Maria from Sound of Music, you know. <laughs> Zero street cred. (laughs) Guy had zero street cred. This guy is, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is punk rock. (laughs) Of course, if you cut him off and he's like, oi, you know, then maybe. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he still got it. Oh, man. Joe, I think, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you've actually uh, converted me to wanting more government regulation. Oh, yeah. As far as the lime bike industry goes. Regulating the lime bike. I want more government intervention. Holy cow. I didn't think this moment would ever come. But But if they want everybody riding bikes, why don't they just give us all bikes? I mean, that's one way to do it. And at least you take care of yours, you know. Well, how much money is the government really making on these lime bikes? They're just getting their regular B&O taxes. Are they paying an extra... you know, fee or licensing <laughs> for these, fee for these giant pieces of trash. To Do they have around. a serial number on there that, like, you know, the government's checking to make sure that these are actual registered line bikes? Who's keeping track of these things? <laughs> They're all over the place. I bet you they. I'll swear to God, they have ones that have gone off the map. They're off grid already. Oh yeah. I bet if you jacked a bunch of these things and threw them in a van and dumped them in the ocean, nobody would ever know what happened to them. You know. <laughs> wow, they got a. Sherlock Holmes. There's some, there's some ideas for those kids. You know, uh, Halloween is coming up here. You know, so kids, if you're looking for some punk things to do, <laughs> go out and fuck up some line bikes. <laughs> it's to cause a little ruckus out there. Get the orange ones too. Let them know what you think about the line bikes, kiddos. But uh, well, hey, uh, this has been a good time, Joe. But unfortunately, got to wrap it here. I got some wedding festivities oh, here later. Well, I got there people. Comes to Brian. Yeah, I got other people in my life who are actually becoming successful and moving forward with their life. Unlike myself. You're reaching that so. age where everybody's getting married, but don't worry. Uh, pretty soon you'll be reaching that age where they all start having kids, and those same assholes, will, you'll never hear from them again. <laughs> They're gonna be, you'll, they'll never call you. You'll never hear from them. They'll invite you to a barbecue like once a year, yeah, and that'll maybe. be your chance. And wear khakis, okay, because that's what they wear now. And uh, and then after that, you know, uh, the kids start growing up. They start coming back to you. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, man, uh, remind me how we have a good time again. You know, I can't remember. What do we do to enjoy our own personal what happened? lives? Yeah, what happened? what happened to my life? Oh, man. Good advice from Mr. Greenhauer. Hey, buddy, thank you uh, for joining me, man. Always a pleasure to have you on oh, here. Thanks for having me. It Always a good chat. Uh, yeah, we got pretty uh, in, deep into the bureaucracy, but... Yeah, we, we then went again, deep. Then again, it goes deep. If you're going to fuck it, them it up. It goes deep, yeah. Lime bike's a crime bike. Use that one. <laughs> Lime bike for crime bike. Keep that in mind, guys. Hey, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City, uh, number 94, I believe. I might have had it wrong at the end of last week, so my apologies. But uh, 94 here. Thank you guys for joining us. Like always, we appreciate it. Um, check us out next week. We'll have another good show for you. And uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>